listen, listen closely, listen to my voice. As Lizzo said, my friend, the truth hurts. You lost, man. Ouch. You lost. Yep. It's okay. I know a thing or two about losing. You're going to move on. All right? It's okay. It seems like the whole league has decided together that this is fact tones, but we're going to break everything down. We're eventually going to talk to both Ryan and Mike, and we will figure this thing out once and for all, maybe, possibly, on the podcast. Possibly, hopefully, yes. Yes, the answer is, the pod is happening, so it's official. This is the official, fuck Yahoo, this is official, right right here. What we decide. We're not redoing a pod just because fucking, you know, some, you know, some situation that we can't control happens. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We got to move on. Can we just establish, though, before we go any further, the fact that we are live in person for episode 88, Des Bryant, CD Lamb episode 88. You're as beautiful as ever, Doris. Uh, nice to see you in person, Tones. It's great to see you. Welcome to my home. eyes. Holy shit. Mikasa Tsukasa. Really, eh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to drop a deuce later. Okay, well, not so much Sukasa. <laughs> but hey, before we go any further, we go. Um, for the last time this season, we will crack a beer together. Got to drive home. Drinking and driving. Very fun. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. I forgot to cheers you. I'm drinking some girly ass shit here. What is this? No, it's Pineapple very good. seltzer? It's called High Noon. For those of you who drink seltzers, High Noon. Very good. <sighs> oh, that's tasty as shit. I only pick pineapple for obvious reasons, fellas. You know. Okay. Mike Dotto probably knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely the last part of the season. We're going to give everyone their justice here. Um, We start by saying, Tones, our very first two-time champ is crowned, or is he? Mm. Or is he? Go ahead. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Weird situation. League-wise, we got the commish here. Mike wants to keep it going. I don't know if he's serious or not. I still have my doubts. Uh, but Kamish, the floor is yours. You you know, you took some shit, I guess, today in the chat, but people were wondering. Everyone was pretty much against Mike in that situation. <laughs> but you have a chance to explain what the hell's going on here, fantasy football-wise. Um, it's pretty clear at this point to everybody that this was an impossible feat to come back from. Yes, Tyler Bass once upon a time took out uh, put up 26 points. That's very cool. But there's also a guy named Joe Mixon who was playing for Ryan who doesn't put up any lower than five or six points a week. Is Tyler Bass going to score more than 26 points in any given week? Is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Is it likely? No. Is it probable? No. It's very, very, very difficult for that to be a thing. So here's Mm -hmm. what we need out of anyone else in the league who's in this situation, maybe themselves, is just a little bit of honesty about what this situation looks like from their shoes. And today we got that in the chat. And it's very clear across the board that it's not just a league versus Mike thing. It's not just a, hi, Mike, you fucked up. You played the wrong players thing. This is a Let's be real about your 3% chances of winning this thing, right? And Dan made a comment today about this being a situational matchup. Mike said, well, what if the situation was this? And Dan made a good point, but it's not. Mm -hmm. We don't have to think about the what ifs that other leagues may be dealing with that Rich Ben even mentioned today. He's dealing with in the guillotine league on the other side of things in the Sportsnet league. He just, we just have to think about as a collective what we're dealing with in the moment. Mike is down by 21 points. Tyler Bass has two and a half points on a field goal and Joe Mixon already has a point and a half. This is not happening, Mike. It's not happening. Now I want to pivot to a different side of things that is situational that wasn't brought up in the chat today because Nick and I discussed it on our own. I texted Nikki. I said, before the shitstorm gets real, let's have a talk about Josh Allen. 
because I needed nine and a half points to win the third place game. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen has scored less than 15 points once this year was 12. I was going to get 10 points out of Josh Allen this Monday Night Football yeah. game. Yeah. Nick knew that. Yeah. And because Nick is who he is, when I texted Nick and said, are you okay with this? How do you feel about the projected total of Josh Allen? Well, he's a fucking QB1. And Nick says, you won it. We've got the screenshot. We've got Hands the text. Handshake agreement. Handshake agreement. Done. Love that. In fact, handshake gift with the prayers up. Oh, emoji. Baby. So we're both on the same page. And Mike doesn't have to be on the same page for everyone to kind of feel the same way about this. But we know how he feels about this. Well, the thing is, like, it's it's different with their matchup and your matchup because it's like, like, Ryan's not going to handshake agree and say, yeah, okay, cool, let's play this out. Like, his team clearly fucking won. If I was in Ryan's shoes, it's like, okay, like, what? who are we kidding here? Let's wrap this up. Let's not prolong this for an extra week and a half, maybe for a result that might never come. Like, end this now, end the season, and cute, like, let the weirdness of this crazy season just end you know what i mean take your loss like a man and like that's just how it's got to be um the situation is unprecedented and like i felt for every commission yourself included obviously in that when all this shit was going down i'm like man this is going to be such a weird situation i was kind of initially thinking i put it in the chat like well maybe they'll play tomorrow if he's okay and you know we get a thumbs up from him on the stretcher into the ambulance or something like that uh, but obviously, you know, that's not going to happen. And obviously our prayers are with that young man and hopefully he's good. And sounds like things are improving a little bit. Yep. So that's good. That's really good. So football doesn't matter. Um, I just think we should all just move on with this situation. The season's done. We've crowned our winner. It is Ryan. Mike even was the guy 24 hours ago. We're taping this on Tuesday night, 24 hours ago. He was like taking the L in the chat and like congratulating Ryan and all that stuff. Like if there's no... That's basically what what happens in the presidency in the U.S. You basically call, make the phone call to concede, right? After that, it's fucking jammed down, unless you're Trump. But, you know, he's a douche, so you don't want to be Trump. Anyway, I think it's over. I think if, it's done. If the situation was closer, we'd be having a different conversation. And Me and Nick making a handshake agreement about who gets $100 in third place is very different than getting your name on the trophy. I understand. However, if it was a 15 point increase on Mike's total. If he had played literally any of the other players that we're going to talk about very soon, oh, yeah. it would be a different conversation. But totally luckily, different. Tones, we don't have to have that conversation. So I do want to say, officially unofficial, congratulations to Ryan for making league history and doing it in a very different way than he did last year, Tones. We have our first two-time champion. Incredible. Ryan last year seemed first to back win- to back? This is the first back to yeah first two. To, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. The first back to back champion. We have had multiple. You got lost champions. in my eyes. I understand, man. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see you in person. Yeah, hey, it's not, hey. don't look at me like that. That makes three, me uncomfortable. Three, three D tones is a little different, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Okay. Whoa, there goes, Whoa, the, there goes the mic. Sorry, that was my. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I should uh, button it up a little bit. It's all good. You know, it's yeah, it's fine. Just button it up. You know, Here, okay. here's here's what I want to say about Ryan quickly. Last year he won wire to wire. I mentioned it a few seconds ago before you threw your penis on the table. Whoa. Um, Vanessa, not happy. She's upstairs, by the way. Just not enjoying this right now. But <laughs> it's okay. You, um, move, you move in with a boy, look what happens. That's it. Uh, Ryan last year winning wire to wire. He did it differently this year. He won seven straight to close the season. We'll talk about him more very soon. But Tones, um, Cooper Cup goes out for the year, and he just won every single game that followed seven weeks in a row without a bye. We said it was going to be hard for someone to win three in a row, mm -hmm. considering how tight the playoffs were. He did it, and he yeah. beat the juggernauts to get there. It's All incredible. It's yeah. incredible. It's such a great run. Um, 
honestly, I don't expect anything less. The best part is he's just so quiet. Yeah. The silent assassin just moving in silence, just kicking everybody's ass. And he's just taking his dubs. Moving on. He did that last year. You know what? Next year, maybe that's the strat. I'm just going to mute the chat. I'm just never going to talk in it. I'm going to chime in like once every three weeks. I can't help myself. Who am I kidding? Before we go to that, I want to make a comment. You said next year. Did you want to talk about this next point that yes. we had? Yes. Okay. Yes. Before we go to the matchup. I about this because yeah. it feels like a thousand years ago that this was a discussion. Yep. There was a lot of talk going into Sunday about moving championship week back to week 16. This is on Twitter. A lot of the fantasy football Twitter sphere was discussing this because there was so many weird scenarios where guys were getting benched. The Titans game, a prime example, like not having Henry just because is fucking weird. And that was the whole point of having a fantasy championship game, not being in the last week of the season. But now the season is so long. Honestly, this feels way too long. Like, I can't believe there's regular season games still next week. Agreed. It just feels insane. Like, we're started, We're watching, like, Jared Stidham on Sunday. Like, what are we doing here? Um, there is a significant discussion that needs to be had of, like, moving it back to week 16. The problem is week 14 buys. That's the biggest issue because yeah. nobody should have a bye week in the playoffs. I just – I strongly agree with that. Like, nobody should have any of their – star players not available other than injury yep come playoff time it's a tricky thing but honestly like i think the for us to look at it if next year because i think the schedule comes out what in like march early so if we see that week 14 buys because i think the early and very late buys was a bit of an experiment i think don't quote me on that if they decide hey teams complain too much about that late buy the latest we're going to do now is week 13 i think it's wheels up to move our fantasy football championship back a week that's that's definitely a potential so the argument i'll make against it is twofold one the only teams to bench starters this week were the ones who had the division on the line which was the jags and the titans we didn't have that in any other situation and we didn't have this problem last year so although it was on it was kind of unprecedented is my Mm -hmm. point this is the second year of the extended schedule or the third year and in one of the two years we had two teams vying for the division title who chose to bet to bench their starters Mm -hmm. right the only way in a 10-team league I see us doing this successfully, if the bye weeks stay the same, if we still have a week 14 by next year, is doing what Dan said, cutting two teams out of the playoffs, which I don't think we want. Because if you eliminate bye weeks, that we means in a 10-team league, yeah. you now move to yeah. uh, a week 15 and 16 semifinals and finals, and mm-hmm. you don't have a quarters. Right. So for a lot of guys... That's going to change how they feel about competing. Yeah, yeah. It changes the idea of our loser bracket. Not saying that things can't be changed, but what do you do with the remaining six teams as opposed to the remaining four? Right. Right now, the five, six, the losers of the quarterfinals play for five, six, and they in week, in the semifinals week, have the least to play for, but at Mm -hmm. least they've played in the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. What happens then? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's all fair points. It's it's the only thing that I would. So let's wait until we see what the schedule looks like next year. If we have week 14 buys, I think we're going to have them, Tomes, because I think we had them last year too. (sighs) I think we did too, but I thought that was like a temporary thing, but maybe I'm wrong about that. But yeah, the week four, honestly, it's a non starter unless the week. And that is a good point. Like, this could just be a one off with what happened with the Jags and the Titans game. Like, that is such an oddly specific scenario the stars have to align in such a perfect way that they have to play each other in week 18 and they're tied for the division and there's a weird tie break situation going on which i didn't know live on the pod last year that was last so week. Funny. <laughs> i was like what is happening here why what am i am i missing something and then i figured it out after i was like oh shit that's that why amazing. anyway uh all right let's get into, into this uh championship matchup shall we 
It started on Thursday with Derrick Henry. No Henry. That is a big fucking deal. Uh, Prant Zeke in the lineup. It was him with <laughs> Brett Maher uh, and uh, or sorry, him versus Brett Maher. Yeah. Is that how you say his fucking name? Yeah. And uh, Dallas's defense. And it was a stinker a bit for Mike. So not a good start. Zeke finishing with nine points. Ryan special teams guys. Combined for 22, Ryan, a 56% fave after Thursday Night Football, which we now learned this week. Percentage maybe kind of matters. I don't know. Zeke Zeke putting up his lowest total for Mike since week five at the Rams. Now, mind you, he was hurt for a couple of those weeks. We're not including that. But he was double digits every single week from week seven to 16 Mm -hmm. when he was in there. He scored a touchdown every single week, even going back to week six. Six. But the 37 yards against Tennessee in a game where he was the only back back there, no Tony Pollard, right? That was very disappointing for Mike to see and was setting the table for what was going to be more disappointment in other ways. And we didn't really think we'd get here, but we ended up getting here. Let's go to 1 p.m. on Sunday, Tones. Yeah, he's washed. He's washed. He's Jamal Williams. Uh, all right, 1 p.m. Jamal Williams is better. Don't you slander his name How like dare that. You? Jamal Williams sucks balls. Oh, my God. He's terrible. I don't, I'm not sour. Um, all right. Sun, Sunday, 1 p.m. Things get going here. Do or die. Jags, defense, and DJ Moore get touchdowns early, which means it was looking really good for Mike. Jags, D look like a great call. But then T-Law on the bench. Or sorry. Then T-Law gets benched. Daniel Jones goes off. More yeah. on that later. Crazy. Uh, for Ryan, Smith, Goddard, Connor overcome very slow starts. It was not looking good for either of them. The Eagles couldn't move the ball at all. The Bucks weren't doing shit, but they all end up finishing with solid days here. Like for Godwin to pull out 16, for Devontae Smith to pull out nine receptions on 115 receiving yards, 15, 16, or sorry, 16 fantasy points, basically all in the second half. And then who was the other guy? Connor, 12 yeah. points, doesn't get the tutty, but still 12 points. For them to do that, At halftime, I think they had like a combined like four points. Like it was really ugly. And I'm going, wow, Devontae Smith. Maybe I wasn't wrong about him. Sure enough, I clearly am. Yeah. So yeah, so that saved Ryan quite a bit. To 4 p.m., Kittle gets a touchdown. That gives Mike an early chance to take control. But it's your boy. It's Austin Eckler. After already having a touchdown, next thing you know, there he goes down the sideline, 72 yards, second tutty of the game. I've been very critical of Eckler this season, but he comes up big in a big moment. That's why he's your Greg Jennings. Fuck it. You can't stop me. It's 30 points for Austin Eckler. He clears a 30-point mark for the fourth time this season. He has been on fire since week four. He is your RB1 this year with 284 points. That's four points ahead of Josh Jacobs, six ahead of Derrick Henry, and 14 ahead of Christian McCaffrey. What happens when you don't have anyone on your entire team scoring a touchdown non-QB? If you're Ryan, you need guys to find the end zone. And who does? Mm. The overall RB1. We've talked about Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs being league winners. Guess what? Austin Eckler turns out as your league winner. And look at Ryan's total tones, mm-hmm. 125 points. He had a good special teams day. Austin Eckler went ham and Jared Goff had an above average good day at quarterback. Other than that, no one's blowing me away here. David and Joku and Joe Mixon. I know Mixon's one points. It's because the game's postponed, but three points combined out of those guys. Christian Watson sucked. Where does it come from? It comes from Austin Eckler and he's been Crazy. amazing. He's been amazing. <laughs> 
hesitate to say amazing. For but fantasy For purposes, fantasy, yes, Austin I get Eckler it. I understand, but it's just not. It's all fucking touchdowns, which I guess is fine, but whatever. It's just a little fugazi to me. But anyway, whatever. I digress. He's great. Uh, love Eckler. I'm just jealous of his sexy body. Um, all right. He did clear 122 yards. This is 122 yards rushing on 10 attempts and two touchdowns. This is all on the ground, okay? Never mind the receiving stuff. Yeah. So it was actually his second best rushing day of the year. Only the second time he's cleared 100 yards That's rushing this year. This was genuinely, not the bullshit that we've seen before, this was genuinely an incredible Austin Eckler day when totally, it mattered the most. Totally, The 72-yard run is outstanding, but yeah. he has not been efficient this year. He just I hasn't know. been. It's all been touchdowns, right. which is fine. Uh, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. That is a big factor, right? And it's why you draft certain guys because, hey, they're going to get red zone looks because they're on a good offense. Anyway, um, to wrap it up for Mike, this was to me the dagger. Malcolm fucking Brown still in the league and A.J. Dillon finally. Hey, Tones, could have used that fucking 17 weeks ago. They take TDs away from Mike's Akers and Jones. The Malcolm Brown one, when I saw him trot that like 22-yarder in for a touchdown, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. Malcolm Brown to sink you like that. That is ugly. It was basically over before the primetime games. Uh, that was it. That was it for Mike. I think at that point he was throwing in the towel. And now we got to talk about his bench, right? We have to do it. Yeah. So Mike's optimal lineup this week. Um, Nick put in the chat, put the calculator screenshot up there. 199 points would have been his optimal lineup. He left the most points we have ever seen on the bench ever um, in the ma- in the moment that mattered the most. So I don't, should we talk about the debates? Let's do, let's do one by one. Had? Let's do one by one. Mike put okay. them all in the chat. Here were my three debates. And I want to point out that Mike did ask for he my did. advice and I will give you what I told him, even though he oh. very happily threw me under the bus oh! in this whole situation, but let's, let's Oof. go into it. So love it. The first decision to make, we start at the top of the team. We start with the quarterback position. It was Trevor Lawrence versus Daniel Jones. Right away, Trevor Trevor Lawrence was the wrong decision, period, bar none. And it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I can say it being in a semis in another league, or sorry, a consolation finals, where I very happily dropped Trevor Lawrence for Gardner fucking Minshew of yep. all people. Here's yep. why this was the absolute worst decision and was my advice mm. that I told him in the first place. Damn. Got buried for this one. This move would have given him the win, by the way. Fuck Mike Evans. Yeah. Fuck everything else this would have put him ahead going into this matchup or going into monday night and we would be having a very different discussion but anyway trevor lawrence going up against the houston fucking texans who by the way actually stop quarterbacks you want to know why because they don't bother throwing to the outside because their run defense is so fucking bad who was due for breaking out travis Etienne. what did he do Mm -hmm. he broke out what did they not need also never mind the pass defense never mind the quarterback defending what did they need out of this game the jags nothing nope nothing at all. And as soon as they went up 21, nothing, I'm thinking to myself, it is only a matter of time before this guy sits down. Yeah. And sure enough, they sat him down at 28, nothing yeah. with five points in the bank because this game didn't mean a damn thing. Now, yes, Doug Peterson did say he wouldn't rest his starters to start. Right. That doesn't mean that in the second half in a game that means nothing, you're not going to save your quarterback yeah. who's been yeah. injured for four weeks. Yeah. And now this has nothing to do with Daniel Jones going off. If Daniel Jones had 15 points this week, I still would have pointed to this to say this was the wrong decision for very obvious reasons. That's where I stand. I am with you on that, 100%. Like the other ones we'll get into, but 
This was the one I scratched my head a little bit for all the exact reasons that you said. I bet heavy on the Jags this weekend because I'm just like, that line is every excuse, every reason you just said. Why don't the Jags have every excuse to like just empty the kitchen sink for two quarters and then everybody chills going into next week, right? On top of that, Houston's pasty is actually decent. Like you mentioned, like Derek Stingley's really good. Okay, that eliminates probably Zay Jones. So like, yeah, they're going to take it to the ground. Now you can say it was a bit fluky that like one or two of those touchdowns didn't go to Trevor Lawrence's way or that ETN didn't get tripped up at the 10 yard line. And then now that's a passing touchdown for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, fine. I can understand that. But like, I didn't see five points coming, but I definitely would have started Daniel Jones. I definitely would have. Right. I had, I had T-Law very similarly. I was in the, uh, third place game of my other league, classic yeah. me. I just constantly losing. Um, <laughs> I was in third, and I had Trevor Lawrence because I was streaming quarterback all year. I had I benched him, and I think I had Minshew as well. I think I actually did the same thing as you, if I remember right. I wasn't really paying too close attention because who cares about third place? But um, anyway, yes, I benched Trevor Lawrence without even hesitating. That was not a good spot. Let's do the other one, Mike Evans. Yeah, for DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm benching Mike Evans. Me too. Mike Evans has been such a bum. Doo doo. All year long, and I don't care that Tom Brady's coming out and saying, oh, you should have started Mike Evans. Bro, you've been shit too. Your team has been bad. Your quarterback play has been bad. Your receiver has been bad. There's no way you're starting this guy. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. It doesn't matter the situation. He hadn't had a touchdown since week four when he had two touchdowns. He scored three in this game, which totals every other week combined to this point. Mm -hmm. This was ridiculous. And you know what? DJ Moore was a great start this week. The 20 points out of DJ Moore, 117 yards and the touchdown. This was a great start by Mike. Mike Evans has sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can't look at this in hindsight and say, I should have, could have, would have. Yeah. That's it. The only thing I was thinking and Ryan brought it up was JC Horn being out. Cause like that Carolina D is no joke. Like it's actually on the rise. I think it's a pretty good defense. Yep. JC Horn's a big part of that defense. Obviously they were able to drop 30 on them without him. I think losing your number one corner just fucks everything up in your secondary. It changes your whole coverage plan for a guy that can be on an island against a Mike Evans. JC Horn's a big guy too. He would have been a pretty good matchup for Mike Evans. That would have given me a little pause, but I am totally with you. I would not have benched or I would not have started Mike Evans. I don't care. He's been terrible. This is another head scratcher for me. The Akers versus Jacobs in the flex slash RB2, whatever the fuck you want to dice it up. Akers was against the Chargers, so I get that. I get that. The Chargers run D sucks, but it's Cam Akers. Okay, he's been good the last couple weeks. I don't care. I don't care. All of a sudden, the fucking floor can fall out from under that offense because it's been a couple weeks. Baker Mayfield, okay, cool. Teams figure you out. I couldn't fathom Josh Jacobs, the RB2 on the year, being on your bench in the championship week. It's the old adage, man. Don't go out with your studs on the bench. Just don't do it. I get the process for Mike. The matchups made sense. That makes sense if we're talking the RB12 on the year versus the RB23. Not Jacobs, man. This guy's been the reason you're here. Play the man. Hope for the touchdown and call it a day. And look what happened. It wasn't a great day, but he gets the touchdown, right? 17 points because that game's going to be somewhat competitive. Now, I understand it's Stidham and it's all that type of shit. There's narratives going on. You and I are diving deep into this betting shit. We dive into these narratives. Jared Stidham, you could say, well, they're throwing in the towel. No, that guy's playing for his fucking life. Literally, is playing for his fucking life. He's got nothing to fucking lose. 
I want to continue my career. Why wouldn't he play his ass off? He's got Devontae Adams to throw to. That helps. He's got a sick running back. That helps. Hey, maybe I can do something here and make a little bit of noise. I would have started Jacobs. I don't trust Akers. I just don't like Akers. I just think he's not going to be good in this league for a very long time, probably ever. So I don't know. That one made me scratch my head a little bit. I don't knock him too much for it, but it made me scratch my head. And it was only a difference of four points. And this is the only one that we're going to disagree. I get a lot of your points, but the stars aligned for the worst possible Josh Jacobs start of the season. And Jacobs has shown that in matchups that he doesn't have the game script in his favor. He doesn't produce New England, 12 points, Pittsburgh, five points, going back to New Orleans when they lost 24 to nothing, six points. Mm -hmm. We've seen other situations. Yeah. 45 against Seattle, 20 against the Chargers. By the way, the same Chargers that Akers was going up against. I didn't like this for a variety of reasons. And Mm -hmm. this was the point I made to Mike about Jacobs, because again, this is where you and I disagree. San Fran, toughest run in the league, almost not close. I think New England's probably number two at that point. Yeah. And the Jarrett Stidham thing. You made the points you made about Stidham in hindsight. No, 100%. It's fucking Jarrett Stidham, man. I saw that going very, very poorly. The fact that they scored 34 points in that game, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I did not see it being that competitive at all. And I expected what we saw in Jacksonville in the sense that a team can go down 21-0. That's what I expected out of the Raiders. And I expected Jacobs to be put to the bench. I figured... If Akers gives you a bullshit touchdown to give you double digits, that's what you need. I'm worried about Jacobs falling out. If it was any other team in the league, maybe except New England, I push Mike in the direction of, of yeah. Jacobs starting. But the I get Stidham, where you're coming Stidham from. The thing I get, but like, look on the other side. We're not even debating James Conner starting. Who right. the fuck did they? I can't even name you their starter. Who was it? Like, who the fuck started for Arizona? I, I don't know. Some CFL third stringer. Like, who the fuck started? I need to know now. It, you know, like... So, like, I understand it, and I get that, like, all the offense, and I'm scared in the matchup. I do understand Mike's thought process, and I think it actually is sound. I am just, and maybe this is why I lose, I'm just not going down with my fucking studs being on the bench. I'm just not doing it. Like, if he's the RB14 on the year, okay, fine, bench him. But, like, he's literally been un-fucking-believable this season. I refuse to lose with that guy on my bench, a legitimate keeper. I need to know. I need to know. It wasn't Colt McCoy. David Blau. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Blau. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. I had a 42 QBR on Sunday. The difference Not between... Not even a debate for Ryan, I'm sure. Not even a thought. Right. I'm benching James Conner because he got him there, right? The difference between the three players we mentioned, never mind anybody else, but the difference between these three players that we just talked about is a difference of 58.9 points. That puts Mike, obviously, in the driver's seat and obviously winning this league. My point to you, Tones, is that we shouldn't even be talking about Mike's bench. Mm. It was the starters, the guys that he trusted, mm. that let him down. George Kittle gave him 10. That's fine. It's not good. Yeah. It was 0.8 out of DK Metcalf, a guy who had an off and on year, but gives you double digits on more weeks than not. He He had had a tough matchup against the Jets, but he started his stud there. Didn't he? He said it in the chat. He was in no matter what. Him and Amon Ra were in. I go, DJ, DJ Metcalf was in? Like just in? No question? Weird. And he let him down. Amon Ross St. Brown, his eight points, not it, four catches. That was his lowest total since week nine. That was a in, smash spot too. In a beatable matchup yeah. against Chicago. So at home, which yeah. is where he performs the best. Yeah. So 
I mean, Zeke and look, Zeke has been bad, so we won't even really yeah, discuss yeah. him. But like, it's Trevor Lawrence, it's a, it's Amon Ross St. Brown, it's DK Metcalf, and it's Zeke. And maybe we can even throw Kittle in there. But that's where I stand there. You just got really bad outputs from guys who yeah. got you there. And I understand not pivoting because you ran your horses where you wanted and you sat them down where you felt like they weren't ready to perform. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's his starters that we should be discussing just as much as his bench, because if he has one guy or two guys in that bunch perform, we're looking at a difference of maybe 20 points, which means we're actually having a different debate about what happens in this finals now that this game has been postponed. But yeah, obviously you look at the bench and we'll remember this as the year that Mike benched his starters. For sure. And yeah. All right, Doris, I got some uh, rapid fire questions for you to wrap this matchup up here. Ryan wins seven straight, all without cup. Is this the greatest run in league history or most impressive championship? Is this is that in the conversation? I still I'll buy you some time here. I still no, think I, it's Rich's. Yeah. I still think Rich's run, it was like I said it last week, like Rich's run was incredible. But man, seeing what Ryan's done, like he easily was going to potentially get up to 135 to 140 points in a championship. Like I, I should have calculated the averages of his fucking point output in seven straight. Like, it's probably sick. Like, it's probably, like, rivaling what you did at the start of the year, just averaging, like, 140 points. Crazy, man. The greatest run in league history was Ryan last year because he won wire to wire. Right. The most impressive champion ever was probably... Him. Was, yeah. I'm going to give you that Rich was the best finish ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe that's the question. Yeah. Is this the best... I was kind of thinking that, like, best run is in, like, best run to a championship. I'm most impressed by Ryan's seven wins after losing Cooper Krupp, but I'm most impressed by the finish of Rich in the year he won when Jonathan Taylor decided to go ham, and he bought a keeper who ended up winning him the matchup on Monday Night Football, right? right? So we have three different conversations to have, all with their own impressive ties to it, and it just happens to be our last three champions mm-hmm. that have really made history in a way we haven't seen before. We are now... Two of three years seeing a non-bi-week team win a championship, which was an impossibility before yeah, Rich won true, this whole damn true. thing. So this, to me, is incredibly impressive, but him and Rich do it in different ways, which is why I'm looking at it through a different lens. It has to be seen through a different lens. Seven straight wins of the cup, man. I end without Lamar, who was an absolute bum yes, before he got huge. hurt. So Abolish. that's where I stand. Abolish bi-weeks. <clears throat> um, all right, next question. Mike Dotto. Now, one and two all-time in the finals doesn't look good. I think making three finals is pretty impressive. Does he get the credit he deserves in this league? We give him a lot of shit. Yeah, he gets the credit he deserves, and we draw the line there. Because the three oh. times, he's only... We're in year... One, two, nine. Three, four. This is year nine. He's only made the playoffs three times. Really? Show me a sustained... He's made the finals every time he's in the playoffs? That's correct. Come on. Show me a sustained run of success, and I will say that you deserve more credit than you get. Now, this is a very impressive feat, but I've also lost twice in the finals. I've also made the playoffs every single year but one. Do I get the credit I deserve? I think you do. Okay, well, I don't think so, and that's fine. We don't give you as much shit as we give Mike, though. That's fine. We laugh at the guy straight up when he makes a pickup like (laughs) it's not about me and i'm not trying to say it's about my credit or not all i'm saying is mike gets the credit he deserves period end of story because make the playoffs more have more sustained run of runs of success i've been impressed by mike this year 100 i gotta say he's he's climbed the fantasy ladder for me my argument it does my argument is when you have a good team and you're mike and you buy you go all the way 
That is fair. And that is very impressive. Yeah. That is hard to do. Yeah. It's not easy to just buy. You got to buy the right guys. He bought the right guys this year. I give him that credit. Yeah. 100%. I give him that credit. 100%. Yes. And when he sells, he sells at the right times too. You got to give him credit for that too. Like yep. he sold to get Zeke, literally bought him a championship. Yeah. Whether he recognized how good Zeke was or not. No, he was. I mean, I think he did like, right. He was all about him coming out that year. So like, yep. you know, you got to give that a little bit of credit too. All right. Last one. Ryan's the first ever back-to-back champ. Dan and Nick wanted this title, obviously. Can you be the first to win three in a row? Are we yes. talking dynasty here? Yeah, we could be. Oh, we baby. could be because oh, we came into this year saying Nick had the potential RB1 and wide receiver one in Justin Jefferson and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan just had the fantasy RB1 in Austin Eckler. Can yeah. he do it again next year at 28, 29 years old? Maybe not, but he could still be one of the best in the league. Oh, and by the way, Ryan probably has Cooper Cup coming back next year. What version of Cup we're going to get, I'm not sure. What team he's on? What we're team not he's sure. on? Who he has breakfast with? But remember, yes. remember what Cooper Cup was doing on a terrible yeah. Rams team yeah. with no one else to throw to and the worst run game we saw in the league, period. Yep. And Cooper Cup was incredible. So if he comes back in any semblance of what he was this year, yeah, Ryan with three or four legitimate keeper options could for sure be a threat next year. And I think he has a decent amount of his picks too. Yeah. Same situation uh, as he did last year. The options are very plentiful as I'm just looking at it. Like Joe Mixon, Devontae Smith probably played himself into that convo a little bit. Chris Godwin wouldn't even be surprised if Christian Watson is in there a little bit, especially if like Rogers comes back and that offense is starting to kind of get their groove back a little bit down the stretch here. I could definitely see that Lamar Lamar. See Lamar gets traded fucking Miami. Oh boy. Oh boy. Doors, you okay over there? Holy fuck. One day at a time, Tony. Change your pants. I'll buy you some time. All right. Let's call the boys here. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 That was a tease. We're calling the boys in a minute here. Should we do some housework real quick? Sure. Third place game. We already talked about it. You guys agreed. Third place. Congratulations, Alex. You win. Thanks. Loser bracket. We're not spending a lot of time here. Dan won. Congrats to him. He's got the number one pick. Rob's picking second. Yeah. What happened to the third and fourth place game? I don't remember. Um, Rich played someone who didn't show up. Who was it? Christian. Oh, Christian classic. Uh, Rich scored 111 points this week. He actually outscored oh. Mike. Oh yeah. Mike's just taking L's all over the place. Rich played all his starters this week. So who picks third? Rich picks third. CRG picks fourth yeah. just for the first round. Correct. So who's five, six Franco's five. I'm six. Correct. Nick seven, Nick seven, you're eight. eight. Yeah. And then Mike nine, Ryan 10. Do, I don't know if those guys have their first. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, yeah, Mike, order yeah, of Mike how trade shit finished. All right, cool. All right, let's talk to them. Let's call the boys. Let's, let's call them. Let's do it. It's time to bring on one of the two guys. Uh, this guy showed up this week and played all his best players. Um, oh, we are bringing on the first two time champ. It is Ryan Wardle. Congratulations, Ryan, and welcome again to the fourth and long pod. Woo! Oh, guys, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is becoming like an every year occurrence. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. You know, Ryan, I liked you. Now you just pissed me off, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Honestly, I could tell you that I am literally feeling sick right now, but at no point during, during the match was I feeling very good at all. I was yeah. stressing. I was, I felt sick, and then I literally became sick after. So I'm happy it's over. So you're sick because Mike Dottle made you sick. Sick to your stomach, as you say. You probably manifested it somehow. You told us a couple details about how sick you are before we started recording. And let me just yeah. say that if Mike Dotto Mike, Mike made you that sick, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't 
think so. I hope not. Ryan, you have now won as many championships as years as that Tones has made the playoffs. How do you feel about that? Whoa, that's not true. <laughs> that's actually not true. <laughs> that's Whoa, how dare you do me dirty like that? You know what? I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I feel I feel great. I, it feels like I could you know, put my name up with the elite echelon of fantasy players in this league with the, the Knicks and the Dans. And it's funny because I saw that Dan um, was – pretty adamantly rooting for me um, wow. against, against Nick because he didn't want to be have a three-time champion and now I'm going to be one of those guys that they root against. That's right. So there's going to be there's going to be more hate coming on but I feel up for it. I feel like I can handle it and uh, I look forward to uh, making it a dynasty next year. Uh, are you stressed about having to make another championship speech so soon after your first one? Because I certainly would be. <laughs> you know what? Um Yes, I that that is definitely a stressor for me, especially with a lot of you, a lot of you guys are really fucking creative. I think I said that last year. A lot of you guys are kind of video editors and content creators, and I feel like it was a struggle for me to come up with one. So I don't know what I have in store for uh, Victor's speech number two, but I'm sure it's going to be good. And I there's going to be also some um, some victory speech uh, moments that are going to be carried forward at my wedding. So you can look oh. forward to seeing. You look forward to seeing the trophy and uh, much more degradation coming your way. Yes. Okay, that actually plays perfectly into our next conversation, Ryan, because Saturday, June 24th, 2023, uh, you're getting married. So yes, any teases as to how, um, A, it will be involved, and B, how pissed off your future wife is going to be? Ooh, I will say that we are in uh, advanced discussions right now, my future wife and I, about what is what is allowed and what isn't allowed uh, <laughs> at the wedding. So... Um, we're still, we're still kind of fill it out. I'm trying to think what I, what I could actually get away with. Obviously I, I don't want this to be to the shortest, the quickest divorce of all time. Yeah. So no, I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best to include it as best I can, but obviously there's going to be some pretty hard limits that I can't pass as well. But no, I, I, I definitely have a, have a few things up my sleeve. Right. Put it that right. Way. And, uh, when, uh, when I have a stronger idea of that, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tease, I'll tease a little bit in the chat. Ryan, take her out. You know, some nice wine, nice steak dinner, right? Some ice cream after, maybe a little booze, get her loosened up. What's that? Are you talking about my fiance or the trophy? No. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey, whatever you do with the trophy behind closed doors is all on you, pal. But listen, take it from a very not so experienced man that's been married for over two years. Take her out, you know, treat her nice, get her a little, 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 dr- little drunk, a little bit, just a little bit, right? A little, little, little loosey goose. And then, you know, do that thing that, you know, she made, you know, the thing you don't want to do, but like, you know, she's always wanted to do, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, and just, you know, and then, and then just like the next morning, some waffles, a little strawberry, little fucking icing sugar on top or the flowered sugar, whatever you call that shit. The thing that makes it look nice on Instagram, you, you give her that and then you bring all that stuff up. Right. And then, and then that's how you get somewhere. Do it. Spoken. That's some solid advice from a from a married man. I appreciate that. Anything for you, Paul. Just remember, Ryan, whatever you choose to do with the trophy, just remember that both Rob and Mike have had that thing for a full year. And I know you have too. And I know this probably doesn't stop you from doing what you've done in the last year. But just keep in mind, it's been in their homes as well. Ryan. There's only, like, you know, sanitizing, it could only, could only get rid of so much. I know. And I sanitize it every year. Yeah. Um, Need more than that, I think. Ryan, let's talk about the most pressing uh, issue at hand here. Uh, Do you feel a worthy champion for two reasons? One, 
The game was called early on Monday. And two, Mike's bench basically outscored your entire team. Your thoughts? <laughs> um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the one that, uh, that's pretty obvious, I think. Um, obviously, what happened on Monday night was unprecedented and just a terrible, terrible scene. And you almost feel like greasy for thinking about fantasy implications when something like that happens. But to be honest with you, I think uh, a 97% chance of me winning was pretty weak by, yeah, I think it should have been even more than that. I'm thinking to myself, like, how is there 3% chance he's even going to win? The only way that happens is if Mixon goes down and Bass has the game of his life, especially because the first quarter was almost over and he only had two and a half points. So I don't see any possible way that Mike wins that. So, yeah, I do feel like a worthy champion. I don't see any scenario that that um, I would have lost in, in that scenario, barring some sort of freak injury. And yep. even then, it would have been astronomical. So, yeah. As for you know, Mike's bench, I just want to, first of all, I do, I do want to say I do applaud Mike for having the balls to bench a guy like Josh Jacobs and maybe even Mike Evans. But Josh Jacobs really stuck out to me. Obviously, he's a top five running back in fantasy this year, and not many people would have done it. I probably wouldn't have done it, but I would have been thinking. About I wouldn't it, have. Right? You're 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 going against. You got Jared Stidham as your quarterback. Like who? I don't. Is, did he used to play for the Patriots? I don't even know. Um, and then you have San Francisco defense. They were going to tee off on him all day. I the only way I saw Jacobs getting points is if he fell into the end zone and got a lot of checkdowns. And yeah. you know what? It actually he ended up with 16, but that wasn't really that wouldn't have affected the match in my opinion because no matter what running back he benched, other than Elliott maybe, but Elliott probably would have been the guy I would have been most likely to play um, when Pollard was ruled out. Honestly, yeah, um, it wouldn't have really had much of an implication. Um, the Evans call was definitely interesting. Um, like I like I mentioned in the chat, like once I saw that JC Horn was out, I probably would have played him. To be honest, I would have found a way to get get that man in my lineup. Um, especially when I was when I was after Thursday when I was down, right? Because you now you're gonna need some you need some boom you're gonna need some points. And, That's interesting. Um, That's a great point. Um, yeah, I think that Evans would have would have obviously hindsight twenty twenty. Of course, he should have been played, but I probably would have. I like I said, I I probably would have found a way to do that. I probably would have flex an extra receiver or maybe even taking DJ Moore out, I guess, but I kind of like the matchup with Moore too. So yeah. I don't know. Mike, Mike had a lot of choices and the only wrong combination of choices were the choices that he made. <laughs> That's tough. Oh <laughs> man. Salt in the wound, twist the knife. Yikes. It really, um, it really, it really, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Tones. No, no, it's okay. I was just, uh, I was ready to move on here, but, uh, if you had a follow up, go. Yeah. It's just a quarterback decision, Ryan, your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence versus Daniel Jones. You know what? First of all, I would have played Lawrence, um, and I, I think that Lawrence had just some off. The game script was just awful for him, right? Awful touchdown luck. Like we're talking, like you being the Travis Etienne owner. Not that it mattered for you too, but kind of bad luck for him too. Other than that one long touchdown he had, like there were four touchdowns that were scored with the with the with the number one offense, and Etienne only got one of them. Lawrence got zero. Yeah, that's weird. Like to Michael Hasty with a six yard run, that's weird. It that doesn't mm-hmm. normally happen. So that's just that's fantasy football, right? Touchdown luck. Like it could have easily gone the other way. The Lions have a really, really solid rushing attack. Like if you know Jamal Williams 
it gyrates his way into like three touchdowns and Goff gets zero of them, then I'm in a bad spot. So that was kind of unlucky on, on Mike's half. It didn't do him any favors that Danny Dimes, you know, scored thirty six. I know that hurts, but I think that there weren't many there weren't many experts that projected Daniel Jones to score more than Lawrence, I would say. Not from what I saw at least. I think the danger in Trevor Lawrence was the fact that his coach was ready to bench his players once they went up in that game script. And Trevor Lawrence is already heard coming to that game. We talked about that. We'll hear it later when we release the podcast. We won't go into it in further detail. But yeah, obviously looks tough on paper when you see the bench situation. Tones, I throw it to you. Ryan, we'll uh, get you out of here on this pod because then you're probably ready to vomit. Um, (laughs) So I've been like just mesmerized by this run you've been on seven straight since losing cup we've said it a million times but it's worth repeating i i just you lose cup what are you thinking like there's no way you're thinking there's a seven game winning streak coming here and i'm riding this to the chip right no i i think i'm dead in the water i'm thinking the only chance i have is cup's getting that tightrope ankle surgery right i'm like i need the i need the the Rams to somehow become competitive and get into a playoff race again. Cup's going to return for the fantasy, the fantasy playoffs, and I might be okay. So in my head, I'm thinking just get to the playoffs, and the Rams will do their work, and then maybe I'll have a chance. But after it was apparent the Rams are absolute shit, um, and Cup's not coming back, I I was just playing to be competitive. I, I did not ever seriously think I was going to win, but you know it, it it has kind of changed my perspective on fantasy uh this strategy a little bit right all you got to do is you got to get hot at the right time right mm-hmm. like nobody thought i know you didn't think devonta smith was going to be anything or what he was and oh. the beginning of the year other than when he played you in that one week where he was the greg jennings performer of the week so good um <laughs> he, he, he struggled in the beginning of the year right yeah and no, I drafted Cortland Sutton in the top of the second round. Like that was a waste. Um, no, I was one so jealous Christian of that. Watson pick. was going to do what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I could. I I know you guys have praised me several times for the James Conner pickup, but like never in my wildest dreams did I picture him being an RB one. Um, I was just I was looking for a fill in that one week and someone for some depth. I didn't think I was going to be playing him every week, yeah. and then it just so happened that it, it worked out that way. So. Um, I think moving forward, uh, my strategy is just going to be get in the playoffs and see what happens, right? Because like you've like fantasy is so much of it is luck and so much of it is having the right players at the right time. And if you get into the playoffs, at least you have a chance to get hot. That is music to my ears. Oh my God. Another one coming over to the dark side. I love that. Love to hear it. Those are all fair points, but tones. Ryan had, and Ryan, you're going to like this because you had the RB1 on the season. You had a guy who led you to the promised land in the same way the Cooper Cup led you last year. And me and Tones didn't have that guy on our team. I didn't have the wide receiver one or the QB one. Almost. It was, it was Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts? I'm just saying they weren't the top dogs. And, yes, and they were. Austin Eckler <laughs> was Austin Eckler was the RB1 <laughs> on the season. The wide receiver won the majority of the year. Hurts is like number two to Josh Allen. And you had Allen. I don't understand. <laughs> the fuck that's, are we talking about? That's an interesting point, too. I also didn't think Eckler could have done anything close to what he did before. Obviously, everyone's read the stats that said, what, running backs that are 27 years or older have never been like a, yep. an RB1 yeah. like in the last, like, Decade. I don't know what it was. But he's but it like a young for people like Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, uh, all those players that are in their year twenty-seven or older. So I didn't expect it. 
like Austin Eckler is obviously a different kind of animal, right? He doesn't get much between the tackles, kind of rushing work, except for recently. It seems like he's been scoring a lot of rushing touchdowns up the middle. But um, it's he. I, I kind of had a feeling that maybe the way they use him, that he would be productive and he could finish as a mid-range RB one. But never did I think he would be the RB one. So props to him. Thank you, Austin. Um, it's it's on you this year. It was a couple last year. It's definitely Eckler carrying my team this year. And next year it'll be Joe Mixon. Watch. Mm, Wouldn't be shocked. Who knows? I don't even know if I keep him. We'll see. Understandable. There's a lot of options. There's options. I mean, two are locked in. We'll see about that third guy. Um, Ryan, again, congratulations. We're gonna we're gonna call Mike. So buckle up, baby. It's oh, about to get boy. spicy on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, don't don't listen to him. Okay, I, we're not playing week 18. No, we've already we've already kind of made the call here live on the pod. We had we had a half a drink and we decided we're going to make the call. So. Ryan, we're doing a pod like it's over. No, like I this is this is this exclamation point. The season's done. We said and we said too. This was going to be the last pod right off the top. We're episode eighty eight today, Ryan. It's CD Lamb, Des Bryant. We're, this is it was meant to be for you. This oh, is the eighty eighth wow, episode so of true. the Hold My Dick Pod or the fourth and long pod. It is meant to be. Well, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, Mike's not even a Cowboys fan, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan thank you for joining us we appreciate it get well soon okay and hopefully i'll see you soon thanks i'm gonna go to the bathroom now take care guys take care man <laughs> Bye-bye. all right it's time for the one the only he's a loser mike you lost man it's over we already talked about it it's done have you accepted it yet so you're telling me there's a chance oh, <laughs> you're telling me that the universe has put out there that this unfortunate circumstance happened and the 3% chance is still alive. That's what you're telling me, right? Because I haven't got anything official. I need some sort of document. I need some sort of official notification from the app to say that I lost. Therefore, it's still up in the air. Mike, check your Yahoo. You have a 0% chance to win. I'm going to check right now. Check right now, Mike. Chance. Please check right now. I'm refreshing. Like, I can't refresh harder. Let me try <laughs> oh, the app has 3%, right but the desktop has zero. There's a What is wrong with Yahoo? Can Yahoo just solve its problems one time? 3% chance of winning, baby. All right. On the, on the desktop, it says it's over, but whatever. What can I say? So Mike. what's the official ruling, guys? Like, you got to get me. You got to get me up to speed here. There's, we're doing a pod. There is no ruling. It's over. The pod is happening and doors is ruled. It's over. Yeah, I can't. How can we go back on this, Mike? It's, it's fucking, this, this game may not even be played. Starters may be benched. Joe Mixon may be benched. We're in unforeseen circumstances that has, will probably never happen again. If this matchup was closer, as Dan said earlier today, we'd be having a different discussion, but we can't have that discussion because we're not in that situation. Did you know that your brother already handshook agreed that I won the matchup that I'm currently losing because Josh Allen needed nine points? Did you know that? That's not my problem. That's not my matchup. That's fair. Each circumstance, though, is circumstantial. You had a 3% chance of winning down 21 against a guy who's like the RB10 on the year. Do you know that? Absolutely. But did you know that I benched 105 points that is not my problem no 100 percent. but as you can see anything can happen so mixon can jump on there mixon could have had the unforeseen circumstance that that other player had and he would have been done and then if we ended up playing mixon would have been gone 
And then I would have had a kicker that just could have went nuts because he did get me 26 points during the year. So if you're going to call it, you call it. That's cool. But, you know, the universe, anything. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say the universe the and call it a day. Like, come on. I'm not happy about it, but if you're going to go ahead and do it, do it. Mike, listen. No one's happy this about it. A, no, this everybody wanted. a coaster of a week. This I know, Mike. Roller coaster. Oh, my Jesus. I know. Like, I have not had so many ups and downs and twists and turns. Like, I was, I was so, like, I don't know where you guys want to take this, but so many emotions. It was ridiculous. Well, we want to take it exactly there, Mike. We want to talk to you about how this went. And the one thing we want to talk about first and foremost is not, we got it out of the way and we talked about the matchup itself and where it's ending and how it's ending. Okay, but let's talk about the decisions you made because... We actually agree with some of the decisions you made. There are some discrepancies, though. So I want you to talk about the fact that you consulted myself. You consulted Rich. You asked people that were close to you. But we will give you some credit here. Mike, I haven't seen decisions to be made like this all year long. I had tough decisions. Tones did, too. But you on the biggest stage with some of the biggest players. And mind you, not your best player. Now, you could say Josh Jacobs was your best player. However... Derrick Henry being your fucking horse, the guy you named your team after. So tell me about how you're feeling going in, A, without Derrick Henry, and then B, we can pivot into the decisions you made and why you made them. Uh, okay, uh, going into the Thursday nighter, um, I was already you know, debating, you know, is he going to play? What's going to happen? And he had a really terrible matchup too. But regardless, Henry, you throw in there, anything could happen. Yeah. So that sucked. And I said to myself, hey, if I'm going to win this, I have enough depth. I did my research. I made the trades. I'm going against a Coopless Cup. Coopless Cup. A what? A Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup? Cooper yeah, Cupless right. team. Cooper Cupless team. So I'm like, okay, that's a wash. I'll, I'll, you know, the universe is trying to test me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, let's throw in my guy Zeke. No Tony there. He should be able to, you know, stomp through and, and you know, provide me some great points going into. Not. He didn't do that. He was stuffed the majority of the time. Got me the TD. Whoop-de-doo, Basil, right? So that was a play there. But if, if we're going through each part of the lineup, like, you know, the three big decisions, and I told this into the group, I like, I feel like I explained myself many times, but it was Trevor Lawrence versus Daniel Jones. It was Dominic, Dominic Moore. Jesus, fuck. Oh, DJ my God. Moore. Sorry, sorry. Dominic, Moore. what is this, a ping pong tournament? <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, Dominic Moore? It's okay. <laughs> you remember Dominic Moore? I do. Anyway, DJ Moore, <laughs> Mike Evans. And then it was between literally three running backs, right? Or actually, was it four? No, it was three running backs. It was Jones, it was Akers, and it was Jacobs. So those are the decisions I made. Uh, obviously, I didn't make the right decisions because look at that bench. Like, this is unprecedented. Like, the amount of shit on my bench is ridiculous. You know? So, like, I don't I don't know where else I would have gone. I consulted Nikki. I talked to Franco. I talked to two of you, you and, uh, and Rich. Rich. Yeah. I, I watched, uh, Nikki gave me some videos. I did some research on it. It's the most I've ever had to really like understand who should be played because all season I'm like, throw my studs, throw my studs, throw my studs. And, uh, you know, there was just so much that went into it and it came down to the last moment. Like I, Dory, I was in your guest room and I'm just like between DJ Moore and Evans. I'm like, who do I play? Who do I play? And then, uh, I decided to play more instead. But other than that, like I got screwed from Metcalf, you know, gave me nothing. I got screwed for Trevor or T Lawrence that just, you know, didn't play half the game. Like that's what kind of killed me there. You know? Yep. So yeah. 
Well, Mikey, listen, you had a good fucking season, man. Let's, let's, you know, we talked a lot of shit about you, but you had a good year. You had a good team. Sometimes it's like your brother losing last week. Like sometimes you just had a good team. Shit doesn't break your way. That's fantasy football. What can you do? Right. Whether it's universe or fantasy, whatever it is. I had the horses. Like I had the points. I was about to set records, records with the lineup that this should have been in there. But I had, like I had the players. That's what's upsetting. It's not like Ryan beat me, beat me. Like I beat myself. That's how I look. Yeah. And now to say that, Hey, you know, 3% chance of winning now and it's completely over. It's just like, it's such a sour taste because uh, who knows what I'm going to happen, but I beat myself. Ryan didn't beat me. That's fair. Fucking write that, write that in there. Put that in the description, little asterisks. I beat myself. And that's, listen, Mike, that's fair because you make good points. You would have put up the highest point total in the history of the finals. If the lineup was optimal, the lineup is never optimal. There's always a guy or two that we bench, right? There's always a guy or two that we bench that we shouldn't have Jamal Williams so many times up and down for me this year tones, Deandre Swift. When do you start this guy? When do you not? The problem is the stage and you couldn't have done anything differently because the reasoning was sound almost across the board. You didn't play Jacobs because he had a really tough matchup. You didn't play Evans because he was a fucking loser and you didn't play Daniel Jones because it's fucking Daniel Jones. And that's honestly the only thing that I was questioning you when you gave me my, you, when you talked to me about my spiel, I was very against Jacobs. You remember that? But my thing was, I don't know about Trevor Lawrence. He's going up against a good passing defense in Houston, and he has the opportunity to get benched because this week meant nothing and he was banged up. So hindsight is what it is. It turns out that that start alone would have been a difference in this matchup to get us to the point where we have the circumstantial discussion about what happens with you and Ryan's matchup. The reason why we don't have to have it, Mike, is because all these guys are on the bench. And that's definitely what burns. I understand and I'm with you. I do think you're right in saying that Ryan didn't necessarily win this as much as you lost it. But here's where we are. You made the decisions you made, and I understand why you made each one of them. So if that is any closure coming from the guy who's done dick all in this league, congratulations. But um, I know why you made the choices you made, man. Daniel Jones put up 36 fucking points. Give me a break. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pissed, man. I was pissed. Yeah, I understand. And and, and somebody threw in the chat, like, which one hurt more? And I I think I explained it. I think that... Diggs hurt me more that one that I lost to Rich because it was just so sudden. And it was just like somebody was taken away and I honestly felt like something died. Like it was really bad. Uh, but this one was just a slow death of just stabbing. of just like, oh, oh, oh. And then it just kept happening. Like in a span of two and a half minutes, just just shot after shot. Marina's like, what is happening? And I kept saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And and I had to go to you know Christmas. What was it? Uh, New Year's Eve day dinner lunch and i'm like i don't want to go this sucks this is terrible forget about the rabbit i want to sit here and do nothing because it sucks and then i'm like hey i thought hey the universe is trying to test me my my life is hilarious maybe they're spying a joke and i'm like maybe maybe i have a chance with the guys i actually did play and if you go through it like acres 13 jones 12 like kittle like they're not bad numbers no but i think i think what i ended up trying to do was I I was wanted the safe floor and that screwed me because I'm an all boom guy. So I took away typically boom guys in, in Jacobs and Evans, even though Evans didn't shit all this year, that gave me a little bit more of a safer floor because, you know, I, I needed that. I thought that's what I needed. Uh, the boom I should have stayed with that. My whole team is boom. And that's a really interesting point that 
Ryan actually brought up when we had him on about 30 minutes ago, and that was he was surprised to see you benching the potential boom guys like Mike Evans because you went in at a disadvantage after Maher and Dallas D put up a combined 22 and you had a disappointing day from Zeke. Zeke was expected to boom a little bit more with Pollard out. Give me two touchdowns. Give me 15, 16, what you usually do. Puts up his lowest total since early in the season. Ryan was actually surprised to see Evans out because of the fact that he has the potential to go off. The way I defend you in that situation, though, is what I said in the chat. This guy's been a loser, hadn't scored a touchdown since week four, and had his total touchdown production of the whole season replicated in one single week. He hadn't put up more than double digits like once since week eight. So anyway, I, I understand the process from both sides. I understand Ryan's criticism. I understand your logic. I would have done the same thing as you. And to be honest, the 20 points you got out of DJ Moore... Not bad. It's just that Evans had a day for the ages that you just don't see all that often. Exactly. And I think I think if you just say we just talk about those three changes, right? We put in we put in Daniel Jones, we put in, you know, instead of Moore, we put in Evans, so that's an extra twenty points there. Uh, and then we take away, let's say, Jones, Aaron Jones and and uh, and Jacobs, which is an extra, we'll say, five points there. It ends up being won. 58 points, I, Mike. It ends up yeah, being I, until I we did it already. It's 58 points. Won. Yeah. Yeah, I would have won. But what can I do, right? I didn't, yep. I didn't think about the Metcalf stuff. And I'm going to take this as a learning lesson, obviously, because, you know, you guys are throwing out corner names and who the hell is sauce. I don't fucking know who these people are. And it's I'm like, third overall pick. To me, this <laughs> This should be important to me if I'm looking at these matchups. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play DK Metcalf. He's been a stud with me. He's pretty, you know, reliable. And then and you guys are like, sauce this. I'm like, who the fuck is sauce? And I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, 31. Oh, maybe I should have benched him and looked into that. But then I'm thinking, oh, Tyler Lockett's there. Why wouldn't this quote unquote sauce guy cover Lockett? The fuck's going on? So it's just oh stupidity of me. I'm not, fucking losing you know, really my mind. Understanding what's happening. But hey, let me learn. I'm going to get better. I've been in the finals two years out of the last three. I got some pretty good keeper options. My Dotto's going to be back. Universe is going to, you know, provide me the way again. Anthony Anthony is pulling out his hair, and I can see it because I'm live in person. I'm having a conniption over here, Mike. Mike, Sauce Gardner was the third overall pick in the NFL draft, okay? The fact that you don't, like, I can't believe I lose to these guys. Like, I can't believe it. Listen, you must you, you know a lot, but you know nothing about the fantasy option here because you're not able to get to that <laughs> next round. You're not able to get there. So, you know, I, there's a reason why I didn't ask you for advice. You know what I mean? I asked the other people that actually made it to the finals. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Eh? If you asked me for my advice, I would have said Daniel Jones. I would have said Josh Jacobs. You would have won. Anyway. All right. You mentioned keeper stuff. I want to ask you about the keeper thing because I'm looking up and down your lineup. You are an interesting yeah. man because – you have a lot of older guys on this lineup. And there's some are still pretty good and some are basically washed. There's maybe a sprinkle of one or two younger guys. I think you have some interesting keeper options. I'm not going to ask you to give us insight because, you know, whatever, right? It's too early, number one. And number two, I'm not going to put you in that spot to tell everybody what you're thinking. But are you happy with your keeper options right now? Or do you feel like, oh, there's something to be desired here. I might need to make a move pre-draft. Um, I'm, you know what? It's better than last year, you know, mm. going in with Elliot and Akers, not knowing the, you know, think about it. Those two players were on my bench the entire year. Like it did not use them at all. And I still made it to the finals. It's yeah. all about those trades that I made to get those extra pieces. Yeah. So to going into this year, like, you know, I'm going to keep Henry. I'm going to ride that horse until he's, you know, pretty much dead. Um, 
probably a couple wide receivers. You never know. You know, like there's a lot of options. Like DJ Moore became an option. Is he still on that team? You know, does uh, does Jacobs resign with these guys or does he go somewhere else? He's been a stunt for me. Um, Elliot, I, I don't. You know, I'm gonna have to have a hard talk with him and see where his future is going. But I don't don't see him in my future. And then you got Tyler Bass. Like, are you kidding me? I gotta have, I gotta look at Tyler Bass. You know what I mean? Mike, you made a great point. You kept Zeke and you kept fucking Cam Akers, who was worse than Mike Davis for the first like eight weeks of the season. And yet you made the finals and you did it without a ton of draft picks. And the reason you did it is because, yep, obviously King Henry was the RB3 on the season, but you also drafted the RB2 on the season and you did it in like the seventh round. You also had Amon Ross St. Brown as a very good pick and DK had more up weeks than down and you got him for a big value. You traded a first and a third for Aaron Jones and for DJ Moore, who both were contributors. You made good picks. You made good additions. You had guys who were their best at their position, respectively. The problem is the RB1 on the season was the guy who ends up beating you in Austin Eckler, and your horse you went down when you needed him the most in Henry. The season could have been very different. It wasn't. You had a great run, and you should be proud, despite the fact that these guys, I know, Mike, but you should be proud, despite the fact that these guys went off on your bench because you had a tough call to make. Mike, I thought you were going to rebuild this year. Yeah. It, it literally checked every box. Shitty keepers, no draft picks. I'm like, okay, Mike's going to be the first overall pick, and off he goes. He's into rebuild mode, and he made the finals, man. You got to get credit for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt like week two, I'm like, Dory was, was messaging me, hey, you know, I'm going to give you uh, Javante Williams for, you know, if you're trying to sell me. Is that, is that the guy's name, Javante Williams? The guy that is his name. Good yeah. job, Mike. Yeah, Try, congratulations. Trying trying to sell me him straight up for fucking Derrick Henry. I'm like, the fuck out of here. Guys. Come on. It's got to be Waddle. It's got to be Waddle or... or uh, I was offering Waddle you a first, Mike. Stevie I was offering Lyon. you a first, but anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first is the hero. Anyways, uh, I thought I was going to do the same thing. But then, you know, just slowly started winning. There was there was one game. I think uh, it was against Dan, and uh, it ended up being a blocked field goal that allowed me to win that week. And after that, I was like, oh, okay, there's three wins there. Let's keep going. How do I sell as a 3-1 and one team? How do I sell as a 4-1 and one team? Whatever it became. So it just started getting momentum. And then you see the Jacobs explosion. And why would I? Why would I even think about selling if I have this guy who's going nuts every week? And then Henry is Henry. So yeah, it was. Um, I think I knew pretty early after that, but uh, I, I thought, you know, give the old guys a little bit one more shot. Let's go all in. Let's see what we can do. And and I I built a pretty good team. You know, I lost Kyler Murray as well. Like mm-hmm. that sucked. You know, that would have been nice to have as a guarantee there as, as my QB one. You know. Yeah. Um, but. It is what it is. Kittle came out of nowhere at the end yep. to start playing well. Like, it's a good fucking team, man. Good team. Uh, all right, Mike. Let's wrap it up with this very simple question for you. Are the Leafs winning the cup? Yeah. What's that? Say it again. Are the Leafs winning the cup? Uh, well, they lost to St. Louis today in the uh, shootout. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to win this year. I think this is it. I love it. I love it. One if day. They, if they go past the first round, the momentum will take them to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's definitely how it works for every other team, 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's eight Stanley Cup champions it's gonna, it's every year. Happen. Yeah, 100%. No, it makes sense. So, wait, I just, I just want to confirm. 100% it's over. I lost. Mike, it's over. Yeah. Can I get 3% of the winnings? Sure. You got to talk to Ryan. Talk now, to right? Ryan. <laughs> yeah. You already won. You already made money this year. What are we doing? $600. You know how many pops I could buy with $600? Are you kidding me? What's 3% of 600 
Accountants, Rob. Thirty bucks, like thirty bucks or something. I don't know what that shit is. I don't know. I'm in sales now. I can't even answer that question. It doesn't matter. I just made the big. I just made. I just made the biggest sale of the quarter, and I don't even know the answer to that. Bang. Um. All right. Listen, Mike. Thank you yeah. for coming on in what we know was a tough thing, but I hope that this podcast has provided you with some closure um, and yeah. that you can sleep well tonight knowing um, that you had a great season. I got one more question before we go. If they replay the game, does this still count? We'll address it when we get there. Ooh, so you're telling me there's a chance. A 3% right. chance. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Want to give a shout out to Mama Dobbs. She's probably listening to this on the way home uh, tomorrow when Nikki drives her home uh, on Wednesday. Thank you. Shout out to Mama Dotto. Yeah, absolutely. What a legend. All right, Mike. Pumpkin loaf. Okay, see you guys later. Bye. Bye, Mike. Second guess done. Matchups are done. Um, We're, what, an hour and 30, 20 minutes into this episode? Hour and eight. We did pretty good. Look at Um, us. How do you feel? Uh, it's the end, A, it's the end of a fantasy football season. It's the end of a season of drastic change for us on this podcast and in our fantasy football lives because we both made the playoffs. Um, just how do you feel in general, Tones? Uh, I feel sad that the pod's ending. I feel ecstatic that this fantasy season is ending. I'm yeah. just, you know, it was really nice to watch football on Sunday and just enjoy it and not give a shit about my fantasy team for once. I get it. It's kind of nice. Like, this year was a crying man. Like, I've never seen more injuries to quarterbacks than this year. Like I'm watching fucking Jared Stidham and who's the guy I said earlier, David Blatt, like, you know, what, what happened to the good players? I just want to watch good players be good again. Stop getting hurt. Everybody. Fuck. At least Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, guys who were really good. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the guys in fantasy who were the top dogs, they finished as the top dogs. Justin Jefferson was right up there. We had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of low scoring weeks though. I think that's what really hurt as a football fan this year. And hopefully the best teams just show up to play in the playoffs and we get some entertaining football. Um, At least you still have gambling for the next four or five weeks until the Super Bowl. Let's make some cashish. We still have the hope of being able to see all the boys in person without a COVID uh, situation going on this year. So we'll have the Super Bowl at the very worst at the Dotto's house or at at Mike's house. Nice. Um, There seems to be some hope for Dan, but I think his house is under renovation. So let's not bank on that. Okay. But it sounds like at the very least, Tones, we'll all be together in the same room again in about five weeks. Um, And as confirmed on this podcast, Ryan is 97% sure that he is the champion of this league. So why would you want 3% of $600 just for the point? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Doesn't matter. He lost. Ryan won. That's it. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure. It was a great year. I had fun despite being stressed out of my mind because of this fucking stupid fantasy shit. Next year, I'm not carrying doors. I don't care. I'm not doing any research. Taking six guys I don't like. That's how it's going to happen. Watch. Watch. And when we jump on the microphone next, despite the fact that you were out in the first round this year mm-hmm. in what was your third appearance in the fantasy football playoffs in this, uh, this, this league, you will definitely be the favorite to win the whole thing, won't you? No. At least in your mind? Probably in my mind, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tones, it's been a hell of a slice, man. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for enjoying the time here at this yes. house. I hope you enjoyed your chicken burger tonight. It was, it was a good? delish. It was very good. Awesome. Very satiated. Great word. Love satiated. Love it. Until next year, Tones. Boys, peace out. See you at the Super Bowl. Bye.